are now listening to Free Thought Society. Brought to you by Hot Words, Hot Topics. I am part one of the dynamic duo of hosts. Rob is rich. And I am part two of the dynamic duo. Say lie. One time for your mind, two time for your black soul, man. You catch us every fourth Sunday, 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time or 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, man. Hey, it's Free Thought Society. Tune in. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Free Thought Society. This is Rob is Rich. Yeah, yeah. I'm back on again with my man, Selah Black. So how you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. How's everything going on your end, bro? Man, it's nothing but hot down here, man. The South Carolina heat is something crazy, something different. <laughs> but we out here, man. We good. We good. Let's I'm go. Let's go, that, man. Uh, hey, go ahead. I didn't hear you. Now you good, man. Out here in Southern California, man, you know what I'm saying, enjoying this beautiful weather. You know, it ain't too hot. It ain't too cold. It's just right. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I remember Tony, Tony, Tony said uh, it never rained in Southern California, but it's uh, a lot, man. Y'all got uh, some? rain a few weeks Y'all got some rain? <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we did, man. But it's all good, though. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 60s, 70s, you know, high 70s. I'm enjoying this weather out here, bro. And uh, I can't wait to get back to the south. That's beautiful, man. I'm actually sitting here right now. I've, I've got some magnets on my feet. Um, just sitting here with magnets on the sole of my feet, man. And it's a, it's a crazy experience because these magnets, they ground you. So it's like I can feel the magnets pulling down. Um, it's like they're grounding me, man. This is, this is awesome. And magnetic, biomagnetic therapy is what it's called. But I just recently got into this, man, just kind of learning about what it does and, and the, the benefits of it. So y'all are going to be definitely hearing more about this magnetic therapy because it's, it's something awesome, man. I'm, I'm coming across some crazy stuff that it's able to do. So stay tuned for the magnetic therapy uh, information. But on to today's show. Today we got a... We got a crazy, crazy lineup of, of information that we can potentially offer for those who are ready to receive Free Thought Society today. We're talking about watching where you plant your seed. We're talking about understanding your partner and relationships, father and son relationships in particular. Um, that's, a, that's a very, very strong dynamic that we don't see a whole lot. So um, we're about to jump into it, man. We're about to jump into it. Watch where you plant your seed, Mr. Fayla Black Soul. What are your thoughts on this, just that phrase in itself? What are your thoughts? Okay. Why when you plant your seeds, bro? Um, what I've learned, you know, now that I have, you know, children of my own and I've experienced, you know, several relationships, you know, in the course of my adulthood, um, I would have heard this phrase. Uh, when I was a young man, and I incorporated this, this 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 principle, you know, a lot of men out here would be in better positions, you know, as fathers or just as you know, head of households. It's it's important who you join forces with, you know, who you create with. Um, it's it's not about looks, it's not about sex, it's not about any of that. It's about a person's spirit, man, and what you're depositing in them. As a creator uh, of men, we're all creators, you know, our seeds. Um, what we want, that who we part our seed into will determine where our legacy goes into the future. If we're serious right. about it. 
you know, um, and that's one thing that I've taken into account for uh, when it comes to my children. You know, um, for anybody listening out there, you know, that's just not wanting to really leave a legacy in this earth and really grow their name, their legacy, you have to, and for your faith, for your, for your mind, faith, for your spirit, it's important to not look at the shallow things or the fleshly things on this on this realm of existence. Uh, this creating life is so much is so much more it's so much responsibility that comes with that. You know, on your end, taking care of this life that you've created with this person. Is this person that you created this life with are they responsible enough? Are they mature enough? You know, are they spiritual enough? Uh, do they are, are they mentally stable? Are they financially stable? You know, what are their core values? There's things a lot of men don't take into account. And then when they get themselves into a situation where the seed has been created and is now growing, now they find themselves, or we find ourselves, in a situation that was, you know, uh, that, that could have been avoided if we just paid attention to the type of person we input our information in. That seed is our information. That's us, a continuation of us. You know, um, no one's going to drive a car or go to a, a car dealership and spend all this money on a car. It looks good. It, 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 you know, you think it drives well, you know, but until you put it on the road and then you start noticing things, your alignment is off, you know, the oil ain't been changed in a minute, you know, the engine is knocking. You know, uh, it's, it's, it won't pass emissions tests. You know, the tires are bald. You know, that right there could be a detriment to your life uh, when, it, when it comes to making that comparison to relationships. Um, and driving this lane in life, we have to be aware, again, who we associate ourselves with um, and who we plant our seeds in because my negligence or our negligence will impact our seeds life and where they go you know if I'm a successful person in life I, and, and I'm a, this is I'm gonna use this analogy for, for the brothers out there listening if I'm a successful business owner and I want to bring a partner into this business I'm just not gonna bring in any old person into this business off off of GP just what they look like and, and what they sound like I, I got to know if you can handle the responsibility that's been placed in front of you. A lot of us, I even including myself, a lot of men, we neglected that part. You know, we threw away the principles. We threw away, you know, righteousness. We threw away right thought. We threw away all of that to please someone according to society standards. You know what I'm saying? You turn on the TV, we listen to music. They, they tell us what type of woman to have or what type of woman to marry. And then when we get it, we, we see that, man, we went up with a big old lie, and it comes with a lot of stress, and it comes with a lot of hate. You know what I'm saying? So, for my experience and, and, and other brothers who, you know, I befriended over this journey, you know, we all share similar stories. Um, not being negligent in our decision-making with, with, with the person that we choose to spend our lives with. Um, it could be detrimental, man, financially, 
spiritually, emotionally, mentally. It's the name of few. So it's it's imperative, man. It's very, very important that we get to know who who we involve ourselves with. You're right. And we do it backwards as you know, I, I can I can speak for for the male perspective. You know, a lot of times it's done backwards on our people. We don't take the time to get to know who we're dealing with. Uh, we are caught up in the physical attraction. Um, sometimes it may not just be physical. It may be that the person is really good at what they do and that, that, that makes them attractive. Uh, maybe maybe they're a hustler and, and they, they always got their foot on the gas and you're attracted to that. Um, maybe uh, they're extremely smart and you're attracted to the individual. Um, there's a lot of things that can attract you to an individual, but not doing the work to to understand who it is that you're actually going into this agreement with. Um, a lot of times, the reason why we find ourselves in these situations. I used to live in Atlanta and um, had a house in Atlanta, and I would always have the guys over. We had this round table. I probably had about. I think I had five chairs at the table. But at night, man, everybody would come to the house, man, and we would sit at the table, you know, play cards, and, you know, we would talk. And a lot of times the conversation would be about what somebody was going through, you know. And I'd say eight times out of ten it was a relationship issue that was being brought to the table. And so one day I had the, um, I had the idea of asking a question because I wanted to know what everybody's thought process was at the table. And I asked everybody, you know, what's the first thing that you think of when you see a beautiful woman? And I'm going to ask you that same question, Selah. What is the first thing that you think of when you see a beautiful woman? Okay. I like that question, man. So I'm going to give you two answers. I'm going to give you uh, the the 20-year-old me answer, and I'm going to give you the whatever age I am now answer. Okay. Um, So... As a young man, again, being bombarded with society's standards of what a woman is, what she should look like, and correlating that with a mother, I only focused on the assets and the looks. You know, uh, assets mean, you know, the body parts, you know, not even paying attention to their mind, not paying attention to the, 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 the upbringing emotional um, stability, the mental stability. And I can't just in there. I was only looking at, damn, she's fine and a mother. I got to get <laughs> with that. You know what I'm saying? I know she got some good stuff. So then when you get with this 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 woman, you know, that's, that's what you only focus on. And then now that you're building this relationship and things are starting to come to the forefront, now a lot of brothers, including myself, we try to cling on to that relationship based on looks. Oh man, she mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, like you know, she crazy. You know, she fine. No, she crazy. But I ain't leave. But she fine. You know, I ain't never seen nobody that fine. You know what I'm saying? Or we we find something so dumb to hold on to this person rather than taking a step back, which is where I'm at in my life, not right now. Like, okay, I see what you look like, but mm-hmm. I need to see what you look like. Outside, don't mean nothing anymore. At all, right. and, and, and where I'm at in, in, uh, in 
in life. That don't mean nothing because you can you can be fake, phony until you get to know someone. Then that's when they will reveal who they really are, and then that's when you judge or make your or should make your decision on if you should be with that person or not. Um, and that's that's and I learned that through experience. You know, uh, again, hearing other brother stories. Um, myself, my experience, you know, really had to take a step back, man. And, um, you know, I had to uh, correct myself, correct my thoughts, correct my ways on, on what mm-hmm. I seen in life. Am I doing this because this is what America is telling me to do? Am I doing this because this is what hip-hop or music industry or the entertainment industry is telling me to do? Or am I doing this because it's the righteous thing to do? This is this is godly standard. Am I doing it because of that? Nah, not a lot of a lot of us not doing that. You know, we want to go off of what we feel and below. You know what I'm saying? With our our egos, our 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 sexual instruments. That's what we base a lot of relationships off of. What we feel down in the, in our genes. You know what I'm saying? Because a woman is beautiful. You know. A lot of things going don't mean she's the person for you or, or, or the right person you need to input your seed into. You know what I'm saying? You, you can be creating with a devil and not even know it, or you don't care. And then when life goes by and you've been beat up by your, your by these situations that you place, place yourself in and, and, and ignoring the thousand red flags that was in front of you, and that's when men fall into depression. You know, that's when they mm. become uh, very angry. They become, you know, cheaters. The deadbeat you know, dad. Just the name of or deadbeat father because this woman now that she has a child, all that ignorant-ish has now been amplified because now she has a seed. And that, and that woman, if she did not care about you, she can't care for the seed. So now you're dealing with the woman, first of all, using these particular women, using sex as a weapon or as a tool of manipulation, and then they turn around since you can't, since they can't now, now they can't utilize their body as a weapon relation. Now they use the children. Yeah. So men have to take a step back and, and look at what it is. And be honest with themselves. And be honest with that person. Can I say hey, myself? Go ahead. I'm gonna say I remember. I used to. I used to always say it was like a phrase. I used to always say it was that it was too many good examples of bad things for me to go and make that same mistake. I would see brothers that you know um, we're in high school and they are scholarship material. Like these these brothers out here on the football field. They can go to any school they want to. They got scholarships piled up, and they end up having the baby and not going to school, staying in the city to be with their new family. But they don't really have a family. They just had a girl that they got pregnant because they never really had a relationship because they were really just having sex. They never really formed that, that bond. He never really got to know who she was. And now that they've got a child, now they're trying to get to know each other. They're trying to figure out. You know, what is it that I like about you? They're trying to understand how each other operate. And it becomes... It's a, already too late at that point. Yeah, it's an uphill battle. 
you, it, there's no way you're gonna you're gonna win at this point. Now you're you're having to compromise with what you're willing to accept. You know what what am I willing to accept from this from this young lady now that I've already gotten myself in a situation and I can't reverse this. Now I'm 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 basically stuck with her in my life for the duration of my life because we've brought another life into the situation. And so now you're trying to calculate how you can make the best of this, but there, there's really no relationship. And so when I posed that question to my, to my fellows back in the day, man, I was like, you know, what is it that y'all, are, you know, that y'all are looking at when y'all first see, what are you thinking of when you see a beautiful woman? And they all say, you know, not, not one of them said anything outside of that, you know, and that, that was the main catalyst for even being, being able to get the courage to talk to her. Right. Was the fact that oh, I was going to get with this girl at some point. What, what am I talking to her for if I'm not going to have the opportunity? You know, and it was never about who is she. It was never about what is she like? What is she about? And so I remember telling the girl when, like, when I was coming out of that whole phase, I remember telling her, I just want to know what you really like, like what you're really like. I don't, you know, not what you show me, but what you're really like. And it threw her off because... There was no sex involved. It was just me getting to know it. And that, that to me is the pathway that we, or if we take that path, we will get a deeper understanding of the individual. But before we even get there, it's a, it's a, it's a major step we got to take because sometimes you can't just put a seed in the soil. Sometimes you got to really work the soil. You got to prepare it. You've got to, to get the soil ready to receive a seed. And and to me that means working on yourself. So when we get to yeah. talking about planting seeds, and, I, and I'm not planting anything, I don't know what I'm planting. You know, if I don't know what I'm about to create, if I'm not, if I don't have a good grasp on who I am as an individual, you know, how can I ultimately raise up another being to be better than who I am? You know, so yeah. you can't. Go throwing seeds in the ground. Yeah, they will. They will sprout. You drop some seeds in the dirt. They not soil, but you drop some seeds in the dirt, and just a little bit of water hit it. It will still sprout. It don't even have to be deep. But there's a certain depth that you and want to plant a seed for best results. There's a certain pattern of, of watering and sunlight that you want the seed to have for the best results. There's a regimen that comes along with planting a seed. And if you're not ready to take on the, the duties and the tasks of that, there's no need to plant a seed. And, and that's that's where I sit today. You know, trying to find and that's trying to find the ones that are worthy to to even in, engage with. You know, let alone have children with. But just just to engage with and have a, a meaningful relationship, like it's got to start there. Go ahead. What were you saying? Brothers got to understand. Brother, I understand too, man. Uh, I like that analogy that you made with with, with the soil. Um, brothers have to understand that we carry a lot of power, and men really don't understand that. Why is this woman engaged with you? Why does she like you? It's because of the power you you put out there, and the power that 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 we have. We have to be responsible for that, just as well as that seed that we put into them. Because the woman, in order for her to open themselves up to us. They they trust us at some level. So right. I don't want to put it all on the women, but I will put it on the men too. 
you have power. There's power in, in your in your growing. There's power in your loins, man. And if you're just out there abusing it, now you're hurting two people. You hurt the woman and the seed that you potentially created because out of negligence and ignorance, you know, two responsible adults or seemingly responsible adults come together with no understanding and no knowledge what they're doing and what they're creating, that ignorance and, and, and immaturity, you all get pulled into that, that child and it reaps a cycle. You know, we have nothing to teach them that things here. What, what you're teaching them? Oh, don't, don't do what I did and don't do this and don't do that. And then we'll start, we'll harm them when we will help them. And we prevail that men become more responsible with power. And a lot of men don't know this too. Um, as men, you know, the more we, and this is this, this is a reason why a lot of men or a lot of relationships fail uh, because of men. Um, the more we ejaculate, you know what I'm saying, the more passion is lost. The more we have sex, the more we're giving ourselves away, you know, there is no true bond created. Sex is a, is a, is a godly thing. It's a, it's, it's a spiritual thing. It's just not something that's to be thrown around lightly. You know, and when people come, and when we come to the understanding of that, we become more responsible with our power, our spiritual power as well as our physical power. Because a woman, she's designed, you know, to to yield to a man. You know what I'm saying? Out of trust and out of love, and we tend to use our words and we use our phallus or our 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 man parts. You know what I'm saying? To get what we want out that woman, and Accountability or responsibility for what what comes with that, you know. Oh man, that girl crazy. She did this, that, and the third. Well, what did you do? What were you telling her? Because this is a spiritual connection that y'all have just now created. And she is your ref- now you you're responsible for her. Correct. So it's so in in a relationship, the I guess a good rule of thumb is always it's not them necessarily. That that it's that's causing the issue. Sometimes it's you, you know. It's sometimes it's it's you pointing the finger when you need to turn the finger back to yourself because she because of you. If you're doing your job right as a man, she is right. now different aspects of your personality and character, you know, because you are leading as a man. Um, she is a reflection of you, and if for whatever reason she comes back mouthy, she comes back with an attitude. Is because of something you've done, or or have not done, nine times out of ten, um, something you've neglected or failed to see. Um, so a lot of times, you know, we we might point the finger and point the blame, but a good rule of thumb is, man, that's that's your reflection. Figure out what's wrong with you. Figure out what set her off. What it was it? What is it about you that that set her off? You know, because understanding and learning that. I believe is the foundation to being happy because now you know what buttons not to press. It's like, it's like when you learn an instrument, you learn it. If you get an instrument and you, the first thing you, they teach you when you learn an instrument, is you learn the scales, you, you learn how to hold the instrument, of course, but you learn the scales, you learn the basics, you learn when I want to play a certain song, it's going to be in a certain key. And if I know the notes to that particular scale, then I know which notes not to press. Because those notes are going to sound off. Those notes are going to sound wrong because they are, they're not in the same scale or in the same key. 
So Thanks. you've got to learn basics. you got to learn what buttons not to press, and that's where we are in this whole relationship thing, man. Figuring out how to hold what it is you have and hang on to it and make sure you're not pressing the wrong button so it don't make the wrong sounds. It doesn't react the wrong way. I mean, this is a very easy thing to understand but very difficult to master because people change. And you've got to be able to... Right, to just imagine if we had this knowledge, just imagine young men, if we had fathers who gave us this information, gave us the right information rather than letting entertainment or, or the movies or music teach us. Because, man, I, man, I remember what, when I was younger, 3 a.m. on BET, Uncut coming on, right? You know what I'm saying? It was game time. It was go time then. You know what I'm saying? Those were my teachers. You right. know, the the what I see in these movies, those were my teachers. The Mac, Player Club, uh, just, just just being very disrespectful to the women. We never seen women placed on the pedestal treated the right way. And you know, if us as men aren't guided in that direction, we aren't taught that, and 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 that thought being eradicated from our lives, man, we can create better men. So that's why the cycle yeah. already always re- recycles itself, repeats itself. I mean, that's it, man. Hey, if you guys out there listening, call in five six three nine 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 three seven four two. That's five six three nine 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 three seven four two. Hit number one so you can get on the line with us. This is Free Thought Society. You're listening to Rob is Rich and Say La Black Soul. We'll be right back. Peace. And I wish on a star for another life Cause it feels like I'm all on my own tonight And I find myself in pieces There are pills on the table and a thought in my head And I walk through the halls where I used to be led My heart is filled with reasons I'm trying to be somebody else I'm finding it hard to love myself I wanted to be somebody new But that is impossible to do I'm running out of my mind Is this really my So I've walked on the bridge that I shouldn't have crossed And I find myself a user Oh, I wake every day with addictions to feed They all call me a friend But I'll never be freed from the face Of a faithless future I'm trying to be somebody else I'm finding it hard to love myself I wanted to be somebody new But that is impossible to do I'm running out of my mind Is this really
made it through Some have passed away Some have moved on But I'm still here today This is Rob is Rich, my boy Selah, Black Soul, had to go catch a flight, so he's uh, he's out in the wind, he's always going somewhere, so safe travels to you, Selah, we're going to keep the party going. We're talking about watching where you plant your seed, and I, I think a part of watching where you plant your seed is understanding your partner, you know, and I believe that comes first, you know, getting into a situation with someone where you're about to make real life decisions uh, you're about to to create a whole other life uh, that includes bonding with the individual that you're with along the way it includes growing it includes learning them as you grow um, these are all imperatives in order to have a relationship and sometimes not understanding your partner leads to problems you know and the best way to to overcome these things is just by by knowing, you know, know your partner's motivation. That's big to me because some people from the outside looking in, you may think my motivation is money. My name is Rob is Rich. And, and I talk about money a lot. I talk about numbers because I understand how they work. And I know if I can get one thing one way, that the result of that is exactly what I want in another way. Because it's numbers and numbers, you can you can be fooled by numbers, but they don't lie. You know, so what I like to do is I like to get to the script. And so if you if you get to learn who I am, you might think that my motivation is money, but my motivation really is work free, and that includes money. So as a byproduct of me trying to attain my goal of being worry free, that means I've got to have something in my pocket. I've got to be compensated for what I know how to do because this is the life that I'm trying to, to live. I'm trying to live a worry-free life and in order for me to do that, I've got to, I've got to have money. That's a part of the, the program. And so just a simple misunderstanding when somebody thinks that you're trying to get money, when really you're trying to have a worry-free life and make sure that they are taking care of um, could completely change the dynamics of the relationship. So just being on the same page and knowing you know, who it is that you are, knowing what your worth is, these are big. Like I said before, you know, you can't. Some seeds you can just throw in the in the dirt, and they'll sprout. Sometimes we call them weeds when they just start growing on their own. You know, they grow uncontrollably. You know, but when you take the time to nurture, and care, and show love and attention to the seed that you're planting, it's almost impossible for it not to grow in a healthy and, and direct way. So we've got to learn to be cultivators of that seed. 
you know, learn how to protect the energy that is associated with that. Because when you have a child, not only does do you change the child's life, but the, the child changes your life. My grandma used to always tell me, whatever you touch, you change. And whatever you change, changes you. And, and it's always really, I guess, been in the forefront of my mind because when you're involved in something or with someone, you do, you do experience change. You, you experience change within yourself. And hopefully it's change that, that you would consider good. Hopefully it's something that you would consider, um, you know, a, a forward-moving change. Moving backwards doesn't help us, you know. And we get to the point where we're trying so hard to please someone that we really don't even like in the first place because we never were able to build that relationship. So I'm like, hey, that's why I understand where the depression can come in because now you, you find yourself doing something, trying to be someone that you're really not. You're faking who you are to please someone else, and in and, and no way is that going to be good for you. You know, so finding that emotional tie to the individuals that you're with prior to getting physical with them is what's important because that's where the relationship really starts. I um, was given a book by by my girl, because my birthday is actually on the 29th. Shout out to all the Leos because it is Leo season. Matter of fact, I want to give a special shout out to Selena Emil and Damian Eason because it's their birthday this month as well. So shout out to all the Leos in the building. Um, you can feel the energy of a Leo. You know, so we got something special and we know it. We don't hide it. We, we let it we let it shine. So to all the Leos out there, bless up. This is our month. You know, we're doing our thing. But my girl, she got me a book um, by a guy named Deepak Chopra, and it's the Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. And, and I want to share one of these laws because this law is, I think, one of the laws that really will help kind of solidify what we're talking about. And it's the law of intention and desire. And the law of intention and desire is pretty much is the, the behind-the-scenes mechanics for what we see or what reveals to us in this material life. Because you go from taking something that is not material, like a thought or a feeling, and you bring it into this reality. So to inherit every intention and desire is the mechanics for its fulfillment. Like, you have to be intentional in your desire. And that creates a power, and it creates a power that you're able to organize. You can see how this works. See, and when we introduce ourselves to an intention and we put ourselves in that place, it's ready to work for us. You see, that's when the universe takes on this, this, uh, this transformation and it starts to bring into your reality the very things that you're thinking of. So if you prepare in your mind what it is that you want prior to it actually manifesting, you'll see that it manifests in a different way. And this is something that can be done not only with situations, not only with opportunities, but also with relationships, with people. Um, you can manifest what it is that you want. Uh, I've got a special guest that uh, just let me know that she is ready to talk. I have Gigi, the storyteller, and I'm going to tell you all something about Gigi before we even get started. Gigi keeps it straight. You know, she don't play around. If she don't like what you're talking about, she's going she gonna to cut it off. If she don't like what you're saying, she's going to make sure that you stand corrected. 
Like having a strong individual like that, um, and a lot of times in some relationships, it may make it hard for somebody to to be able to understand an individual that is strong. And so I, I want to bring Gigi on so that way she can give us a little perspective from her side of how things work because we always talk about the man and their relationship and understanding your partner from a male perspective, but Gigi can give us a little bit of the woman's perspective. Gigi, how you doing today? I am so well today. I'm very happy, happy, happy to be in Free Thought Society. I uh, want to send out some wonderful travel mercies to Salah Black Soul. As you said, yeah, he is a busy young man. I cannot wait to see him out here in Los Angeles. He resides in uh, San Diego. That's a well-known fact. But he's going to come out here and be at SWAM. So, hey, you guys, if you're near Los Angeles area, Inglewood, Long Beach, hit SWAM on uh, Instagram, and then you can see what that is all about. Now, Rob, yeah, I am all of those things that you said and more. But, see, here's the thing. I'm older than a lot of people that I come in contact with up until June. Now I'm at the senior citizen building having fun playing ping pong. But anyway, it's like I'm on this journey as we are all on our journeys, you know, in what we're doing in relationships, whether it's um, a love uh, relationship or a friend relationship and things like that. So, Basically, you did say a lot of what I was going to say, but I do want to emphasize, you know, I've, I've been there, and it's some of the things that go on. I know it's not a good path. It's not that part of it. It's not going to be good, you know, and sometimes I want to spare people of that, but I have learned, you know, you have to let people go and let them be, and even as executive producer of this, sometimes I'm listening in and I want to jump in, you know, because sometimes, not on your show because you're excellent, but not here on Free Thought Society. I mean, there's no blank space, so it's moving fast, it's going good. You two, you and Salah, you guys have great content. And this is what really fascinated me about a conscious co-creator in our own realities, and you did mention a lot of that previously because I, I come in contact with a lot of people and I see that they don't have a clue to mm. where they want to go in their life. They don't have a clue in who they want to be or who they want to be with, and they're also willing to settle for less. And what they right. do settle for, which I think is really great, but they settle for sex, right? Just <laughs> any any enter any part of a relationship, you know, that they could have and they could like, you know, coexist with. So yeah, especially the women, you know, I've said women, a lot of them, and this is the truth because I try to speak a truth or the truth, but oh, hey, this is my opinion. A lot of women are strictly hoes, and it's just most unfortunate. The brothers, I feel for you all because, you know, like you said, you want to get to know the woman that you are with, you know, get to know who they are inside, you know, or have they been 
inside of themselves? Have they themselves worked on their shadow self? So when you guys come together as one, you know, she doesn't have any garbage, you don't have any garbage, and so you want to, you know, coexist in that. But if you don't have a clue, like you said, you have to uh, have your intentions of what you want. And I can tell you, everything that I have been doing for my whole life, because I set intentions on it, and so I want to uh, speak to the listeners right now that's very important that you do that because if you're wandering around in your journey it's your life you know it's you create your own reality so if you don't know what you're going to do and if you are confused you know any ancestors or the universe or the great source or whatever you want to call it god you know how you think they're going to help you when you don't even know what the heck you want to do so I, right. I truly, I wanted to say, I wanted to say that, and uh, before we got a little bit more time, but I really wanted you to go just a little bit deep because, like you said, I speak for the women. Women, stop being hoes. You know, <laughs> you know, think of yourself as a better. You know, be better for the man in your life. You know, they're walking around here talking about Jesus is my husband and all that, and that's all good and fine. But if you really want a really good man, be a really good woman. You know, stop having these hoish tendencies. And like Salah Black Soul brought it up at the beginning of the show, and it's like the hip-hop, the music, and it's like we're just wired into this program, and we're wired to mimic what we see. And what we see are all these top mainstream women entertainers and they are here to entertain you because they get the big bucks and you don't so these women are thinking that it is okay to be a hoe to lie on the ground and just have money drop all over you whatever that's trash so i my heart really goes out for men and i don't have to say real men because either you are a man or you are not so my heart goes out to the men who want a mate, you know, they want someone by their side and go forward in this consciousness together, right? So let's get out the whole tip and let's be that woman that we was born to be because a lot of us women have brought forth the men. So let's not be confused with the situation. Know your path, right? Set your intentions, you know, walk right. Stand up and walk right and hold your head up high and stop being a tramp. That's what I wanted to say here on Free Thought Society. <laughs> but I, I want you to go into, you know me, I'm just going to say it, you know. I want you to go into, like, the relationship between uh, men and their fathers. Like, I saw you, Charlie, off to, you know, your, one of the parts of your man, and I, I believe you was with your dad. So to me, it seemed like, you two had like a really good relationship. No, absolutely. Uh, that yeah, all of this actually leads up to that because when you start to, when you look at the woman that is out here, uh, you know, I guess being sexually um, promiscuous. Promiscuous, yes. It's 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 a it's almost a, a fact. That most of these women don't have their fathers in their in their lives, 
Um, most of these women who have gotten to the point where they are, you know, out here dancing, stripping, you know, they're dancing for money, they're dancing for who knows whatever else, trips and cars and getting their bills paid and all this other stuff. Like, this is a, a result of not having a father in, in a lot of cases. And even if they did have a father, it's not one who is active in their life. Um, for me, it was the complete opposite. I still to this day don't know anyone who has just grown up with just their father. I'm sure there are plenty of gentlemen out there who've grown up with just their father, but as far as my life goes. Damien Eason, the person you gave a shout-out to. Yeah, yeah. he can join in this conversation. I wish he would, but it's his birthday today. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, Damien. I mean, and, and that's the thing. And it's, it's like, rare. It's rare. It's fascinating when it's the father. That's bringing it's up their, their children. And it's unbelievable. When I tell people, they just don't even believe that that was the case. But my father raised me. Um, yeah, I grew up with my grandmother. She was around. My mother was around. Um, but that was only in the early years. As far as me going to from middle school up into college, it was just my pops. And he was the one that was there. He was the one that made sure that I had what I needed. I didn't. I didn't get caught up in the wrong things with the wrong people. I literally lived across the street from my school. People would we would walk to my house after school, and it was a rule that nobody could be there when he wasn't there, and he didn't come home till you know seven eight o'clock at night. So, I'm I'm at the house by myself with a task. I have things to do. My father was in the Air Force, so if there was something that was supposed to be done, it had to be done. There was no, I didn't get a chance to do it, or I didn't do it the right way. It was none of that. There was, there was a lot of discipline. There was, a, it was more so expectation. Um, and growing up with a father, and for those of you that have fathers in your life, you realize that you respect them out of fear. Sometimes, you know, you're afraid that you're going to get hurt. You're afraid that it's not going to go the way you anticipated if you don't do what he said do. Um, so my respect for my father was was a growing respect, but a lot of it was out of the fear of, of, you know, being in trouble. And who knows what comes along with trouble, you know, being in trouble. It could be a whooping. It could be being grounded. It could be something taken away from me. But I was involved in so many things, the fear of having something taken away or me not being able to go participate in the thing would be enough to keep me disciplined. Um, or, you know, you don't want to get hit with that belt because he did do that too. So, um, mm. But having that you know, he didn't miss a track meet, a basketball game, a, a band recital. He didn't miss a speech. He didn't miss nothing. It, and even if he had to drive eight hours to another state to, to be there to see it, he was there. You know, to have that kind of support is, you know, like I said, it's unbelievable. Um, to the point now where he's one of my best friends. I tell him everything. Like, we can sit on the phone for hours and talk and you know, it's just different relationship with my mother. My mother, we talk on the phone for five, ten minutes, and she's good. But my dad, we can have an open-ended conversation with nothing on the agenda, and the conversation just flows because we connected like that. He's been a he's been a very integral part of my life for a long time, and to have a relationship with your father um, is almost uh, is almost unheard of. You know, so I cherish the relationship I have, and I understand what he's what he's afforded me, the opportunity to, to, to be, you know, um, a lot of the, the things that I've accomplished in my life have come from discipline that was instilled in me from him. You know, um, a lot of times as an athlete, you train 
for for years to have a minimal improvement. Um, and a lot of people don't realize the stress, the um, I guess the the pressure that is put on an individual that's an athlete um, to become better every year. Um, it doesn't stop. It's all one year. If you did great, that's fantastic. But the following year, you better be better than you were the previous year. It doesn't stop. It's a it's an ever uh, ongoing um, effort to become the best version of yourself. And it's crazy because I, I look at what I do now, and, and I you know I sell luxury vehicles, and sales is commission. It's it's all about competing. It's, this is all about how do you show up on that day. If you're ready that day, you could actually execute, and and you can sell a vehicle, um, and you can make some money. But if you don't, then you get nothing, and you go back to the drawing board. And the funny thing about car sales is that every single month you wipe the slate clean and you start over again and you become the best version of yourself this month. Um, this is nothing new for me. This is something that I've, I've been I've been groomed to be. Um, and it starts with the, the discipline in the home. It starts with knowing that there are certain things you're just not going to do in this house. And there are certain things that you're not going to do outside of this house because you also represent me even when you're not here. Um, understanding that, that is a, a, a staple in the relationships that I have with people. Um, the, the, I guess, making sure that I am who I am at all times, being, being the best version of myself in all situations, unapologetically, is what I strive to be. Because sometimes we shrink when we get around other people that are so-called, quote-unquote, powerful. Sometimes we shrink when we get into a a room of people and, you know, we are the least credentialed out of the room. You know, sometimes we shrink when we're unprepared and the opportunity presents itself. And instead of raising the hand and standing up tall, we, we shrink. And in those situations, I just always remember my father telling me, you know, go do what it is you came to do. We didn't come all the way up here for you to shrink. You know, we didn't drive all the way this far for you to lose. Go out there and do what you came to do. And that is a part of my everyday life, you know, because sometimes we face, we face difficulty. You know, one of the hardest decisions I had to make was where do I go for school? I was getting shoeboxes full of, of scholarships to run track. I had shoeboxes full. I was stacking them up in my closet, shoeboxes full. could go wherever I wanted to. And, you know, looking at, logos, looking at colors, looking at where it was in the in the country. Is it hot? Is it cold? Looking at the players that were already there. Is it a well-known team? Am I going to get publicity? I was looking at all these different factors. I was even looking at the type of girls that were at the school. I was looking at all these different factors as to where I wanted to go to school. And the one thing my father told me is, you need to go where it feels right. And I bet you he doesn't even remember saying this, but he told me you need to go where it feels right. And out of all these letters that I got, mind you, I'm getting letters, you know, every other day, and a lot of these letters are typed up, and they even have the signature of the coach stamped on the letter. It's not even his real signature. It's a stamp. So I'm getting these letters, and it's just like, it's like a little, I don't know, it feels fake. Like these weren't really, they, nobody was really trying to recruit me. This was, uh, this was protocol. You know, you've got an individual that's good out on the floor, why don't y'all send them a letter? So they would just manufacture this letter that was already pre-typed, and the coach would stamp his 
signature on it, and they were they were sending that out to people, and that's what I was getting. I was getting hundreds of these letters. Then one day, I got a letter from Middle Tennessee State University, like in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Never heard of it. About thirty miles outside of Nashville. It was a handwritten letter from Coach Dean Hayes. Now, the name Dean Hayes I had heard of before because he was the one that was coaching a lot of the Olympic athletes. So a lot of the people we were seeing on TV in the Olympics, they were training in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And so I knew who he was and I knew of him, but I didn't expect him to write me a letter, especially after I had been getting all these letters from these other you know, colleges that were typed out with a stamp signature. This dude wrote me a letter, and I could tell that he was a little older because the letter, the, all the words were like squiggly, like you know, like he was shaking a little bit, a little Alzheimer's or something. But I got a, I got a written letter from a guy that had a hard time writing letters, and I got a signature, a real signature, on a real piece of paper, not not no you know printer paper. This was on a, a loose leaf paper with lines on it, you know, like he ripped this out of his notebook wow. and, and wrote a to me. That meant something to me. Out of all of the things that I was looking for, I remember what my dad told me. He said, do what feels right. You got to do what feels right for you. Not what looks right, but what feels right. You know, so I decided to go with Middle Tennessee State. And a lot of it was because of his influence. I even took him with me. And it's crazy. I, I get up there. and we go, We're taking a tour of the college, and we get up there, and, and it's like I got my friend with me. It's like I took my best friend with me to show him what I was about to do next. This is a journey that you helped me get to, this result here, and I'm about to take this journey on next. And it was it was a proud thing for me to have him with me. Um, but it was even cooler when we're sitting in the office and, and the head coach, Dean Hayes, he tells me, instead of a four-year scholarship, I'm going to give you five years scholarship. And we both looked at each other like, <laughs> I never heard of five-year scholarship before, but I'll take it. You know, so not only did the, the the situation put me in a better situation once I decided to do my research and, and you know, figure out how I fit in in this equation, um, but it, it also catapulted me throughout my entire, you know, professional career. It gave me the, the, the necessary tool set in order to be the best me. And a part of, I guess, a part of being who I am, being the best me is, it's finding a way to be courageous, you know, even when you are uncertain, you know, and a lot of that has to do with your, my previous experience and the things that I've learned along the way, the little sayings that I keep in my head. You know, I almost wanted to write a book of just quotes because I have all these quotes that I just have in my head that whenever life presents itself the way it does sometimes um, and you don't know what to do, you know, one of these quotes will pop up in my head, and it could be from a number of people, but a lot of times it's from either my grandmother or my father, you know, because they instilled such um, hardcore discipline in me that I could be without them and still do what I needed to do. Because a lot of times that's, you know, you're traveling and you're, you know, you're in a different state every weekend, you're competing. Sometimes, you know, everybody can't come, so you don't have the support system. So you've got to remember what they've instilled. And to this day, I'm 41 years old. I'll be 42 on the 29th of this month. And still to this day, like, I keep those quotes in my head. I don't forget them. I don't forget those experiences because it is what my seed was planted in. They provided 
for me the environment to grow. They did not hinder me. They did not hold me back. They did not think that I'm weird because I'm thinking thoughts that maybe I shouldn't think when I'm, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, thinking that I can do things that maybe most people haven't accomplished yet in their 20s or 30s, but I know I can do it. They didn't hold me back. They didn't let the limitations of their beliefs keep me from being the individual that I am because now I teach them. Now I'm calling my mom and I'm calling my dad and I'm teaching them things that I've learned that they didn't get the opportunity to. You know, so we we just at a point where when you start to sum all this stuff up, you really realize that the environment that you're in creates the individual that you are. And when you're not planted in the right environment and you've got people who are not taking the time to take care of you and cultivate the growth that you're about to ensure, then you you could end up like a weed and just grow a little bit and get stagnant and hang out in the wrong places and be with the wrong people and expect the wrong things from the right people, you know, and you can find yourself all mixed up. So at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, and to wrap this all up, you know, the relationships that we have, they come from understanding who we are. And the better you understand yourself, the healthier your relationships will be, the richer your relationships will be. You know, sometimes you uh, you got some people who make, like, baked cakes. You know, I got this lady that I used to go to all the time. She would bake cake. And I could only eat a couple of bites of her cake. The cake was just too rich. It, was, it wasn't too sweet because I liked it. But it was just the right mix, but you could only take a little bit. You can't eat a whole piece of cake, not from her. And sometimes people are that way. Sometimes people are just so rich. They're just so... Uh, compacted with love, they have so much on them that you can't you can't take a bunch from them. And and these people know that they have this ability, and so they give out in rations. You know, you need, sometimes you have to learn to do that because you can't be too much for some people. So, with all that being said, understand who you are, understand yourself to the best of your ability, because that's what gives you the opportunity to maneuver in this world in a way that nobody else can. We're all unique. You know, we all have a unique signature, and and we want to impress that upon the world. And doing so allows us to to actually see what it is that we've become. After we've done something, then we can step back and we can look at it and say, okay, I'm I'm going somewhere. I've come a long way. Um, And and I've definitely come a long way. I said 42 years and a couple of days here, and uh, I'm proud to be where I am in life. There's a lot that has gone on that has got me here, but – it's all due to someone cultivating my seed. So I appreciate everybody for listening. This is a Free Thought Society with your boy, Rob is Rich. Don't forget, every Sunday, we got artist to artist. It's every single Sunday. We got Ovasi Views on here. Every, every first Sunday. Half, every first Sunday? Oh, yeah. She not she not ready. She don't want none, Miss Lisa Michelle. She don't want it. <laughs> first I mean, you know, she's so artist. busy doing art and everything, so she can dedicate first the first Sunday to all the people. There we go. So first Sunday, y'all want to check go. out Lisa Michelle, artist doing great interviews. And then we've got Ovasi Views every second Saturday with Gigi the Storyteller, you know, giving you a piece of her mind as she does so eloquently. 
and you guys can find me out on Instagram, Facebook, under Rob is Rich. Check me out. Uh, I've got some big things coming up down here in South Carolina. Club Brass is going to be uh, every single Friday. We're going to have live music down at Club Brass. So if you know how to play, know people that can play, or you just want to come out and vibe out to some good music, please, down here in Greenville, South Carolina, look up Club Brass. used to be the old Brass Monkey. We are rearranging and changing things so we can uh, bring some uh, grown and sexy to the city. So if you love live music, tap in with me. Rob is rich on all social media platforms. Thanks again for listening. This is Rob is Rich and Free Thought Society. Peace. Yeah. 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 What a beautiful morning. Woke up to some recording of you. Homer Taylor telling me you would never leave. That's what you had recorded. A nigga was looking forward. See you and you know it. Like summer trees, you told me you never leave it ease. That's what you have recorded. Maybe or maybe not. You know what play you forgot. And now my yeah. stomach cannot. You better not be ignoring. On your voice, man, I'm recording. No service on your cellular telling you I would never leave. That's what I recorded. I wish I had avoided. All the red flags, I ignored them. On my knees, I can't support them. Praying God to help me out. Show me a different route. A map route. Stand out. And fly out. Stand out. I'm moving without a doubt. The symmetries I see, they move in triangles. A few angles stay on my hip like nine bangles. Divide the pie, that's three corners from one angle. Don't bite me in, let them win. That's the sin. Again, I say, let you win. That's the sin. Against all odds and walls, I'm back up. Big ball. Most of y'all, not that all. I got big balls. Big dreams, I'm not y'all. Only time they capture us is when the night falls. So pretend I'm black kings and queens at all costs. Give it all you got and move with purpose just like a boss. Back it up, rack it up. Don't count the laws. There's a cloud trap with you and God with the claws. Angels on standby with the plows. R.I.P. Big team, raw T. Hold it down for all my dogs. Living heavenly. My weapon reads. Victory is mine deep. When I see spirits free, don't believe. Just look at Sam next to me. You see me. How to be. F-O-E. Possibly. S-N-A-K-E. B-E. Double A. R-E. Of me. I'm talking with the time. And smoke them like tea. Must I repeat? S-N-A-K-E. B-E. Double A. R-E. 